0: Search each man different, living his own way, searching discovering numero uno welcome, summoners of the rift to episode number fifty two of the broken by concept podcast. look how fast I am at that kid high dude. energy dude this is going to be the bit I'm just kidding, I 'm just going so um shit so what did i do this weekend all right so i watched um uh, saturday night okay yep saturday night so you take a bit of time you off need movie saturday night yet? movie <laughs> night <laughs> yeah yep. oh yeah so dude we're in the lockdown right yep which is so funny is it, is the rest of the world in the lockdown or like no one can no no Just, some some are really
1: because i remember i complained a little bit in my discord about oh, going back into lockdown and then a few people like dude we've been in lockdown for like months months because we have like yeah.
0: we're complaining about one week we have like five cases whatever
1: wouldn't i think there was i don't know how many today but there was five yesterday before that there was like seven there's no way our lockdowns only going to be a week though it's you know
0: be there's so many exposure points at our place at yeah south, well, south Melbourne? Melbourne. yeah we're, where i live we literally got covered all around us yep it's we're crazy done. so if we're out of action for next week's podcast i hope i don't get it we know you guys know what's happening okay Fingers crossed. Anyway, so back to my Saturday nights, right? I'm scrolling through, um, you know, you like, you search up, because I I like Netflix, right? You know, because that's just the easiest way to watch a movie, right? Instead of downloading it, you know? I'm like searching up, you know, like, what's good. I feel feel like a horror movie, okay? (laughs) What's the highest rated horror movie on Rotten Tomatoes? This this movie called The Babadook, okay? Yep. Sounds pretty scary, doesn't it? It (laughs) does. The Babadook.
1: It sounds terrifying,
0: man. (laughs) You know, I'm like, all right, let's have a crack, you know, good reviews. Yep. Um, Watching it. You know, just like a normal horror movie, you know, it's trying to scare you and stuff. Actually, this one was interesting. It didn't really have that many jump scares. It was just like a, had you on edge the whole time. It's like you, that movie.
1: You said it was an Aussie one as yeah, well. Yeah, it's an Australian it's an Aussie film. Aussie one. I like, I like watching Aussie films.
0: Um, You know, so I'm just watching that just normal horror movie and it just like gets like the last 10, 15 minutes and I'm like, this is an amazing metaphor, this whole movie. Okay. I was like, holy shit. This is, oh, this is one of the best movie for metaphors the whole time. I would never expect it. Right. So, um, so, this is going to be massive spoilers. Okay. But we have to do it because I have to talk so, about no, it. So, if, so if you, you want to watch it. Yeah, I literally I literally suggest, okay, you if you don't want to get my opinion on it, this is my interpretation of the movie, the, what I think the metaphor is and how it can apply, be applied to solo Because you guys are probably thinking, how the fuck it's a, a horror movie applied to solo queue? And I think it can. Yeah. My interpretation. Watch it now. You might think that Nathan's got no idea what he's talking about. Um, but go watch it. And skip forward over this section. If... I don't want to get it. That's exploited. right. Yeah, we'll skip to it. And then we time stamped in the broken mic yep. concept thing. All right, So it's about a movie. It's about a mum and a little boy. Um, this boy is, uh, I don't know if he actually is diagnosed with any, any like issues, but he like speaks his mind. Right. Like whatever's on his mind, he speaks. And a lot of people, like the kids don't like him and stuff. And he has problems at school. So this, and the mum's a single mum. The husband died in like a car accident, I think it was. I actually can't remember how, but she's not around. Um, You know, pretty poor. She sort of works as a a, pretty sure an aged care facilitator. Um, So the situation is not too hot. And essentially this kid's like obsessed with like monsters and stuff. And, um, you know, they always say like kids see monsters when they're, when they're young. Um, and then he is basically a problematic kid for her. And then he randomly comes up and he gives her this book called the Babadook, right? And this thing, basically she reads it out and this thing like haunts them essentially the whole um, time. Um, it's not till the end where, um, it's actually a happy ending horror movie type thing in a way. And this is such a good metaphor. So how do I explain this? So, this so the, the Bubba
1: came out after they read the book. After
0: they read the book, yeah. Right. I guess uh, that's not really the metaphor, part. that's just sort of just the story. There's going to be a yeah, yeah, of story yeah. of it yeah. as well, right? Yeah. So this thing comes in, the kid sees it, the kid knows it's there, but the mum denies it, denies it, denies it, until it finally, she's like, she has, she's like, it's like, holy shit, this thing exists, right? Because you right. can like hear it at night and stuff. It's pretty scary shit, actually. Right. Um... So it goes all through, and then it gets to the point where, it, like, uh, it basically possesses her. She, like, kills her dog and almost kills her son, right? Um, but then that doesn't happen. And then she, like, confronts the Babadook, and then it, like, runs down to, like, this basement. And then basically the way the ending works is that it lives with them um, in in the basement, and then they sort of just, just live with it. So the, the way – what the Babadook is, in my eyes, is – it's, it's a metaphor for, I guess, like trauma or like problems that we have in our lives or like our flaws. Um, and, and the analogy of, so when they face the Babadook and then it goes down into the basement, um, the ending scene is like, you know, the, the kids, you know, all happy with the mom. And then she like comes down and she opens up the basement. She like comes down to like feed it. And it's like really scary thing still. But the way that I interpreted that was we don't, everyone's got early fucked up issues right like everyone's got their own d- issues they're dealing with and there's this great line in the in the movie where they kept on repeating it saying you can't get rid of the babadook you can't get rid of the babadook and what's that saying is that and she kept on denying it and and there's a there's a, a line in the the book that they read that summons the babadook is you uh the more you deny that i exist the stronger i become and i feel like that that's so relatable to like um, a lot of like our problems and stuff. is like sometimes we're in denial. We talk a lot about like invisible narratives in solo queue and stuff like that, right? And, and this is what happened. I mean, it, it came to the point where she denied the bubble so much and she was so afraid of it um, that it possessed her and she like self-sabotaged behavior in a way. She almost destroyed her entire life, you know? Like she killed her dog, almost killed her son. And it wasn't until the end of the movie where she sort of like accepted the flaws, the situation she was in um, and then the big thing that, that was the, the way that they did that for the metaphor was I think is, um, there was this, this part in the movie where the, her son, we had joint birthday parties with like her sister's daughter or something like that. It was more cause they tried to fit in all the time and you could tell that they didn't fit in and, um, but they never accepted it and again this is what the, the babadook is it, it, they just never accepted it and then it wasn't till the end where they he had his first birthday party alone like no one was there no one was really invited it was just him and the mum. but they sort of finally accepted that like they weren't normal and then the babadook didn't really haunt them anymore just lived in the basement it was there their, their their circumstance is exactly the same except they viewed except they viewed their situation differently and um, I recently came across a, <clears throat> a video from Red Mercy. Do you know the YouTube video? I don't YouTube know what video Red, Red Mercy? I know
1: the YouTube yeah. He used to do like Jungle Guides back in the day or something. Yeah, he had he's, got, ex-jungle he's got like
0: 1.2 million subscribers, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and he made a video saying uh, League, he just feels like he's unplayable anymore, right? And then I was just thinking again of the Duck analogy is that, um, the metaphor again from the movie is that we play the exact same game, right? I enjoy... I love the game. There's lots of things that's that's difficult about yep, the game. you know, But he just doesn't really enjoy it. He doesn't want to play it. He actually would... I would say that he has a terrifying experience, the same that that family um, experienced the bubble duck, right? But he never, like, came to accept it. Like, a lot of the stuff that we talk about, you know, the solo Q contract episode we did. Yeah. Like, all these things we need to accept in certain part of the solo queue experience. It can be great, and you... you but I, I've lived with this stuff of the, the solo queue um experience even my own flaws my invisible narratives the things that i've struggled with when i was stuck in diamond all last season people abusing me because i'm like an old boomer you know like just suck at the game you know stuff that you experience as well yeah so the way that i view it the so so if you think about Rod and Red Mercy, he's like them—the the, the mum and the daughter. The, sorry, the mum and the the son. Like the first like hour of the movie, just getting terrified, just tormented, like yeah. self sabotaging behaviour, terrified, uh, haunted by the babadook. Mm. And then I am sort of just at the end of the movie where it's like it's in the basement. I've all this fucked up shit about my Sawyer experience, but I understand, I accept it. I don't ignore it, and that that's the key thing. I think the metaphor from the movie as well is that. You you don't you can't ignore like the trauma or the the fucked up shit about you. You need to you know it's there, it is there, and you hear it at night and stuff like that. But you have like a healthy relationship with it in a way. You know in, in Can't Her Me that we read for our broken by concept book club where David Goggins says he like sits down with his demons, devils and has a relationship, he has a coffee with him and stuff like that. That's the way that I sort of view as well, that the whole the bubble duck in the basement is that there's a – and you feed it, your relationship. You don't ignore it, you don't understand it exists, but you have like a I wouldn't say a healthy relationship, just a relationship with it rather than completely ignoring it.
1: Right, interesting. So, that's a lot. I mean, you, <laughs> you went over a lot there. That's a lot of stuff. Right? Um, there's a lot Curtis. flowing through. Yeah, my mind. So, I told you
0: remember. to watch it, but you sort of skimmed through it. And you yeah. actually had a completely different interpretation because I think you didn't watch the whole no, the thing. No, yeah, I skimmed through it. but, but Don't skim through the movie. You got to you you watch it, from, otherwise your interpretation be wrong. Yeah, I didn't have time
1: because I wanted to go to bed early last night. And yeah. Yeah. To, I didn't I wanted to make sure I had time to read last night, so I just yeah. didn't have time. Fine, guess. But um, okay, yeah, so that's interesting. Look, and I think that you're spot on in the sense that I'm not going to say your analogy is spot on, your interpretation metaphor. is spot on, because I haven't seen the film in depth, but in relation to facing your demons, I think you're spot on. And I think that, well, I mean, tying it back to the David Goggins book that we just read, You gotta stay it's not you you don't just get on top of it. You gotta stay on top of it. So in I'm assuming that in the film if she doesn't Yeah, I'd say if she doesn't
0: feed in it and she just like locks it away in the basement, ignores it, then it'll come out eventually. It will find a way to haunt you
1: at some point at some point in time. Correct. So you gotta be always on top of it. And I mean I mean I've always that's actually the exact same way that I've um when I when I used to talk to Jono about this sort of stuff, but it's the exact same way I used to. I, I still view depression in in a way for many that, people.
0: I would say that that's what the Babadook also represented about depression for her, because and her life and experience with her with
1: her yeah her husband who passed away. Yeah, yeah it's the exact same thing. You got to always be on top of it. You can't ever. You don't forget, but you move on, and then it's there. But you stay. You have your own process of dealing with, like it. like a toolbox. Yeah, you have your own toolkit with dealing with it. And for her, it's like okay, I'm going to go down and feed it, and then. You know, I had that. Accept her son. Accept the whole situation. We're not the most normal family. He has his issues, but I'm going to help him with his issues. We're not going to be the the most popular or have the best house or whatever their situation is. And they move on. And you accept it and you thrive in that that thing. But I think that in order... And this goes for anything, whether it's your solo queue, where you're at right now in, in the sense of your rank. You know, in order to actually get to that next level and move on you got to accept where you're at right now
0: absolutely that, that's what i never did like I, like I would say that last year my ranked experience for Duck was just terrifying me every like i was just just a night. it was a literally a nightmare so it was a nightmare experience like i would have good games bad games self-sabotaging behavior playing like 10 games
1: it's so funny you say that though the self-sabotaging behavior because that is the byproduct of letting it
0: Get out of control.
1: And letting it take over you.
0: And that that's literally what happened in the movie. It takes over her. She kills her dog. Almost kills her son. Basically kills her son. Yep.
1: And look, I'm seeing this right now. I'm like, i got to call him out right now. Because I know, I mean, he, he listens.
0: But I think he's a few episodes behind. I love I, reading your MLA. Everyone has like a, a contest. Like who gets caught out by Curtis. and Because
1: honestly, it's... <laughs>
0: We can learn from other people. We can right? learn That's because this point. is the
1: thing is. is like, people
0: deal with this. We're all we're dealing with it together, right? That's oh, yeah. I'm going like. to share
1: in a second with my own experiences. But the thing is with, with... So, Steve. Steve and Ada, you guys in the Midland Academy, have seen him around. He's had an Stevie. amazing journey in the Midland Academy so far. He's gone from like basically not knowing how to play the game in Diamond to all the way to Master tier. He like tw- he's, on, he's on the borderline of Grandmaster. Amazing journey. And he turns around recently said Curtis I'm lost I've got no confidence um it took him a while to submit a vod because he says he's just been playing with low intensity and he says he just said quote I'm just doing everything worse I'm actually just getting worse and I'm doing everything poorly and I'm lost and I don't even deserve my rank I'm losing to diamonds all this just he's just his self-talk is out of negative self negative self-talk is out of this world right now and look I said to him look I understand your is is we know this. The smarter you are, the more deep thinker you are, the harder it is to control your emotions sometimes because you can read into things so deep. You can think of all the reasons as to why you're losing. And,
0: and they're probably logical reasons. they're probably reasons. Lo- logical yeah. reasons. But yeah. I said
1: to him, when you have a mind like that, you have a responsibility. There's, there's a lot of power there. So there's a lot of responsibility. You've got to take control of it. You've got to take control of your emotions and your mind and direct it into a certain direction. And I said to him, Just because your problems feel unique, they aren't. Everyone is dealing with this exact same scenario and all that's happening, you're versing better opponents, finally. You are now getting punished for mistakes. You're having to learn new things and evolve and add new things into your mental stack. You've had a series of rough games, but your negative self-talk is out of this world. So you're losing a metric ton of confidence. And we know league is a confidence-based Absolutely. game. So you play a little bit worse, or significantly worse because of your low confidence. And that matters a lot in Master tier. And then, you're, and, then he's, and then he just spirals out of control. I said to him, look, Steve, there's nothing special going on here. You are playing with low confidence. You're having to learn new things and you are over the entire process. And your lack of confidence shows to me that you don't really understand the process that's at play here. I don't, I don't pull confidence out of my ass. You don't pull, po- pull confidence out of your ass. You gain confidence, and I gain confidence from understanding that we're following a path and where it takes time. You're going to be patient. Yeah, and, and You're going to make a not, lot of mistakes. And our goal at the end of the day is just to express our best self. If we can express our best self again and again and again and again, okay, let's see where that can take us. And I said, that's all you got to do, Steve. You just got to express your best self and see what happens. And he's his own worst enemy. And I think it ties perfectly to the Babadook analogy. He he has these demons in his past and he says it haunts him in other areas of his life. His negative self-talk, his inability, his fear of failure. That's what it is, I think. For him, it's a fear of failure. He's scared of trying his best and still not getting the result mm. that he's looking for. But that is getting in the way of him being able to see what he can and can't, can't do. So when push comes to shove, Steve, what are you going to do? Are you going to, I mean, would you rather just continue what you're doing right now, which obviously doesn't work, and um, have these unrealistic expectations without following the process, or are you going to just man up at some point and and take control, follow the process, and hold yourself accountable for this negative self-talk? And I think what he has to realize is that, okay, okay. I have a problem right now. I have some issues that I got to do. I got to face these demons. I got to reflect on them and I got to figure out my own toolkit to deal with it, whether it's, okay, I whether i don't know what his toolkit might be i don't know the way his mind works but he might have to catch himself as soon as he hears himself talking negatively he has to do something else as a result he has to watch a certain video or listen to a certain playlist maybe he has to only play one one block that day or maybe he has to spend a metric ton of time reviewing that game to see what specifically what happens in game that triggers that response he has to learn more about himself but if he doesn't accept it, or if he doesn't denies it, if he denies it or doesn't get into the details or fails to get into the details, you're just not going anywhere. He's mm. going to be there, and I've said this many times: people will be at master, can be at master tier forever. You're never going to get better, and it's not well, because well, you can't. Well, they
0: actually don't. They go master tier, and then they will just go down to diamond eventually. Yeah, yeah.
1: but they're not going to get to grandmaster or challenger no. ever. No, and and look, you, it's not that you can cannot do it. It's not like you're incapable of doing it, but with your current view of the game. You won't. Exact same thing. Now, look. Recently, uh, it's a weekend to the two week challenge. Um, I set a two week challenge. We do these two week challenges at the Midland Academy, and um, the first one we did was kind of like a simple three block review, getting people into the, the into the uh, the groove of playing blocks of three, reviewing each game, that sort of thing. And this this two week challenge was revolving around. Um, Reflection, self-reflection, and basically the way this one works is after every single block of three, you got to take time—five minutes—to reflect on your block. And it can be however you want to interpret that. I wrote wrote like a, a list of questions I can get you started if you're unsure about how to reflect. But essentially, you know, what felt good, what didn't feel good, what were some of your responses in this game throughout this block. Um, just reflecting on the entire experience. Just sit back and just let see what comes to you. Um, I think I've only ref, I've, I've I've reflected on like five or so blocks so far. What and, are some of your reflections, Curtis? Dude, this uh, this would have to be one of the most interesting. Ex- I would say interesting, not the word. I would say. So you didn't useful. reflect before? No, I would reflect. I wouldn't know. So what would happen? The way I view it is what I did before was I would have game review, game review, game review, but I'm in I'm in this like particular zone where it's like it's just league focused. It's just like I'm here to play mm-hmm. and I'm here to get better at my gameplay. Mm-hmm. I'm in like this. I'm, I'm like in the in the zone in a way. Or I'm like I'm I'm not thinking about anything else. I'm just this three block. This is it. But. I'm not able to put the pieces together. Like, every blo- every game is kind of independent of the next one, and I don't I don't ever sit back and judge my behavior in the context of, like, the grand scheme of the block. Okay. So, recently, um, I've had a, th- a few breakthroughs with myself, and, look, I'm still doing this.
0: You don't randomly think about, because I randomly think about my solo queue in terms of how my journey's going, what I'm sort of fucking up. Like, when I'm, like, cooking right. dinner or, like... Uh, before I'm in sleep or like I just I just like check like the OPGG look at all my games and try and think back again to my reviews and be like what was this what was the the key sort of takeaways you don't do that?
1: no I don't do that really? no I'm so busy dude I just don't do that I don't just dwell on my solo
0: queue I dwell on my solo queue a lot I think right
1: that's, that's something you've always been good at though yeah. that's something you've done for ages in every aspect of your life you're very good at using like times to do to reflect on things that you've done that's true. That's something you've naturally done. I think it's something natural. you've intuitively understood yeah a young age. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I think about it, if you're in league all the time, what do you... I guess, I guess, yeah, you're... I'm thinking about my
1: program. Yeah. I'm thinking about my Discord all the time. Yeah. I'm thinking about replying to a trillion DMs and I'm on the defense. You're just dude. on the defense, aren't you? I'm on the defense. That's dude. true. I'm thinking about my next video. I'm thinking about my next article. I'm thinking about just what I'm going to do the next morning. I'm, I'm not really... Or I'm thinking about my book. I'm reading, reading my book. Like I'm on the defense. I'm That's not true. really You're thinking about my solid cues.
0: Yeah, got it. That makes sense. Sorry. Um.
1: That. So anyway, so yeah, recently with my reflection, or what would happen after my three block? I'll just do something else. Dan cooked dinner. I got what I got to cook for dinner. Whatever it is. So I feel my breakthroughs is that these are things that I thought that I was on top of. These are things that are in my mind. If I never brought them to the surface, they actually would have gone lost. They never would have come on my radar one of them was I truly believed that I didn't need to be to have a warm-up because I, I f- physically in the game I don't feel any different if I play a duel for me personally if I warm up or never I don't warm up I can I, I can know from the beginning of my block whether I can play or not because if I don't feel it I'm just not going to play um so I in my mind I thought oh okay I can just go in and play but what I've noticed in my first, sometimes even it takes two games for me to warm up in in not from a physical standpoint, from like a mental standpoint. I'm not in it. I don't have that like dominate opponent mentality. I don't have that like, because David Goggins, this is what the David Goggins thing, I think kind of upon my reflections in in these sessions, I was like, I don't have the taking souls mentality. And when I do embrace that taking souls mentality, taking soul for those of you is like a part of this book where he talks about you, there's like another level just beating someone. There's like, you can just go to that next level to like demoralize your opponent in a way. Um, I don't have that mentality when I play, but then when I do have it, it's night and day, dude. I'm a different player. And you know, for some reason, when I, when I verse you, I have the taking souls mentality.
0: <laughs> Why? Because you want to beat me really bad. Yeah. yeah.
1: I just have, want to beat you so
0: badly. It's so just super focused. So I'm
1: super focused. And I always play out of my mind. Yeah. Or even when I'm on your team. Yeah. If I'm on your team, I'll have the taking souls mentality. I feel like as when well. you're on
0: my team, you play so much worse than playing against. Really? You. Yeah. But I probably play better when I'm against you. You play though. better, dude. I'm like, this is not Curtis. This yeah. is not what I get on my team too. Like that is fucking true, ungankable, actually. fucking literally like zero, yeah, you can never zero gank. Zero, me. Un- no death, like perfect CS, like just wins a team fight and fucking lose the game, dude. Yeah. It's just frustrating.
1: Yeah, when I play, when I'm virtually, I play out of my mind. mm mm-hmm. But in, this, in certain plays as well, I had a game where like, yes, I first got from the Midland Academy. Like I didn't play well, but my intensity was high and yeah. I knew exactly how I needed to, to win the game, you yeah. know? And like, I've noticed that I called myself. I'm like, Curtis, why? I'm going to some games and I'm like a fucking machine and like, I can feel it. I'm just like taking souls type thing. And then other game, I'm just a bitch. I'm, I'm actually on the defense. I'm not thinking, I'm not, and usually those games, I get invaded level one. I'm sloppy with my level one positioning. Um, my, my, like, knowing exactly
0: what wave I'm crashing, like, just specifically. If you things, mess up those two things, you're fucked. I know, that's by. it. Because one one sloppiness is game so over. So, I man. had
1: a, a really painful experience where I played a game where I didn't have that s- taking souls mentality. Yeah. And then what happened, I know this matchup, I know exactly it was a like Victor versus Kiana. And what you got to do is you got to build way the first like three ways or two ways, harass under tower, but you got to ward before the wave crashes to poke them under tower. And if you don't, you're fucked because when what happens, you, you have to make a choice. Do so I poke them under tower and I don't ward or I ward and then I can't harass the Kiana under tower? And then what happened, I decided, decided to just poke under tower, then ward after. And then what happened, because I warded after, Kiana gets level three way before me and then I just get zoned from the wave and then we lost, I lost full control over the wave, then my jungle gets invaded and then we lose a 2v2 and then the game explodes. Just off that of one mistake of not warding as the wave was building out because I, I would otherwise be able to match level three and Pokemon to talent and just contest because I took Exhaust Electrocute. But I didn't. And I, I came out of the game. I'm like, Curtis, you know that. This is not you, not... This is, first of all, not an execution problem because I would I could re-execute that nine out of 10 times. It's not a theory problem. I know exactly how to do this. This is just an intensity, This is a, a just fucking getting your shit together problem.
0: Mm.
1: And... The mentality heading into the game is just not the same. So then I asked myself, Curtis, what gets you into that zone? Because I'm not, I'm not going to have the luxury to verse someone I know all the time. You know, I mm. don't, I don't do that. I don't have that. So I can, cre- and I know how to create it as well. This is the thing. I have a series of videos that get me hyped. <laughs> yeah, I have my own Hype playlist.
0: So why did you not? You do it. And
1: I've exactly. I didn't even recognize this was at play. This is the problem. Got it.
0: Until my reflection. Yeah. All right. So then, that's because. Do you think so? That's not you. Do you think it's not you? In, what do you mean? Because there's like a scene from the the Babadook again. Where so when she's possessed, okay, mm. um, the kid's like, I know it's not you, because she's like saying, I want to kill you. Like it's right. not you. It's not you. And then like, and then she like vomits it out the the Babadook, again, right. and that's and that's when she confronts. She's finally confronted it. Um, actually, no. There's a scene she goes upstairs and then she confronts it and then it goes to the basement. Right. Is that the same sort of thing there going on there? Like, do you think that's? I mean, I guess it's sort of. Like, it's not you at your best. It's
1: not me at my best. So that's it's for like sure. it's not you. Yeah, and I mean, and like, look, if I didn't reflect, like, if I didn't accept it was there, I'm not. I'm just not going to get better because sometimes I, I guess what intuitively the way I felt was that it was random, that I didn't have control over it. That was my subconscious, and like Curtis, that's the just intensity. Like, yeah. I think, that, and I never brought it to the forefront. because like, you actually do have control over your intensity if you really want it.
0: Absolutely, do. You
1: can easily. You just got to figure out your own way. That you figure yeah. out what works for you, right? And yeah, it was just that was one thing, and I, I, that's something I'm working through. And right now, so what I'll do is like, so I stream on the Discord. I'll mute earlier. I'll mm. try to mute earlier in Champ Select, and I'll play. I try and play a specific song or yeah. like a play, like yeah. playlist that will get me hyped yeah. usually it's like either like a gary v thing or like a kobe bryant david thing Goggins. or a bruce lee thing yeah. or a david Goggins. i've yeah. like a certain videos that like really get me hyped about yeah. like that intensity you know and then the other thing that i realized upon just again upon reflection that i didn't realize was that ne- certain players affect me
0: so you've st- we've had this discussion before you keep saying it doesn't yeah I thought it didn't you've but been then, in denial you think
1: because this ties into that last thing which my intensity lowers and I play differently and it's not because I'm scared of them and because I really dwelled on this I'm like what is it what specifically is happening because it's affecting my gameplay one, play, one way or another mm. that's that's a fact but what it cause, but sometimes it does as well and other times it doesn't it doesn't um, so first things first, it if, the way it affects my play is that I will I will call less things. I will play in a way that's just like just less confidence. Like I won't trust my instincts. Like when I know where like usually I'll know where the jungle is and I'll be confident in dodging a skill shot. So I'll just I'll bitch it and I'll walk backwards, things like that. Um yeah, it's like usually, like very little things that add up. They just really mean a lot in the, in the in the grand scheme of a game. And then, and then I thought about it more. I'm like, okay, what? Why? What? What is affecting me specifically? So I thought of a name tag. This player, I said, okay. I know they're not. It's not like they're just that. it's not like they're just better than me. It's not like they're just like this insane player. Talented. No, it's nothing to do with that. It's not their rank that scares me. They're like the same rank as me. Essentially, it's literally it's sometimes even lower ranked than me.
0: Mm.
1: So it's not that. It's, I I think what it was, was, look, the one part of it is that they're very vocal. So if they...
0: They can get to you with their words.
1: Yeah. Like if I see one thing, because I know they're so immature mm. that like, and they don't take responsibility, mm. but like in a way it infuriates me. Mm. But the fact that it infuriates me is in my, it has to be a sign of insecurity That's correct. because I'm caring about their opinion. Yeah. Because if I didn't, if, if I was very secure or, or, or confident or secure in myself and my level of play, I wouldn't care. Like I wouldn't actually care what they thought of me. But I'm not. I'm not actually that confident right now in my level of play and and the way I'm expressing the League of Legends that I am playing, like the, my output. So it's affecting me. And the times where it doesn't affect me is when I'm very confident in what my output is. I'm very confident in my ability to express my, my best League of Legends. No matter who I'm versing, it doesn't fucking matter. I've had this feeling many times last year, especially when I was at my best, when I was top 10, dominating really good players. I felt like I knew that I was capable of playing Beautiful League of Legends. So it didn't matter who you put in front of me.
0: So right now you think you're not?
1: I'm not capable of playing Beautiful League of Legends. I've proven it to myself I'm not because I'm just making very basic, basic mistakes, mistakes yeah. and it's ugly. Yeah. And then I was, okay, Curtis, then why am I not able to play Beautiful League of Legends? And then it all ties to this very toxic circle I'm in right now where I don't have enough time to play games, enough games. Now I've realized I have to play blocks on weekends. So I'm playing blocks on weekend. Even playing blocks on a weekend... I can only play max, you know, eight games, eight blocks a week. Which, what's that? Eight times three, it's 24, 24 games a week. Which is, that's just baseline, you yeah. know? It's like, it's not that much. When you're playing at this level, playing, if you want to get to like, the going from eight 900 LP to like 1200 LP, you've got to be playing a minimum yeah. like two blocks a day, mm. at minimum. Mm. And, you know, and I'm just not. I'm just not able to play two blocks a day with my current schedule. Mm. So that is hurting my confidence. I know deep down that I'm looking at the challenge with that. I'm seeing these players. They've got 1,000 games, 1,500 games. I'm on not, I'm on 380 games played. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even 400 yeah. games played. Yeah. So I'm facing someone that's played four times, three, four times the amount of games played as me at this level of play. That means a lot. It does. Just situations and confidence. They'll,
0: they'll, yeah, they'll be more confident in certain Just situations that you'll fuck skirmishing. up. skirmishing.
1: That's where things yeah. are getting fucked up. And yeah. so I'm not playing enough of the game. Yeah. And look, that may not matter when you're playing at a very suboptimal level, right? You're playing at gold or plat, even diamond, It doesn't matter. But like, we're playing, we're, we're at a level where like reversing. No, it, it still does matter. It does right? matter, yes. Yeah. But but at the same time, um, playing an extra thousand games at a challenger level. It does, it makes it, a huge it's difference. It's a huge difference because yeah. the quality of your opponents is so much better. Mm. So that actually impacts me at a subconscious level as well. I know subconsciously that I, I'm not putting in the work comparatively to these players. And I think that's what at the end of the Because last season I played way more solo queue. I was playing like two blocks a day.
0: Yeah. yeah you were playing a shit ton. I was
1: playing a metric ton of solo queue last year because I was just doing YouTube videos and stuff.
0: Mm. So um, so you've come to accept that players do affect you. Certain players' names or when no, they do so so names.
1: And this is what... I'm. And again, I'm continuing this reflection. I haven't... I mean, I don't know where this is going to take, take me and I don't have the solution for this yet. I've got to figure out my own to- own toolkit. So the way I've got to view it now is, okay, how can I either, A, how can I play more blocks, which now I'm going to play on weekends. That's my one my one thing. And I, I think I could probably get at least, look, I, I'm going to try and get four blocks a weekend in. I'm going to try. That's my goal. If I can get four blocks on a weekend, that's definitely going to have make huge improvements on my level of play. Um, I will also say I need to make up for what my lack of games with sheer intensity. I need to make sure I need to make sure it's not, it's not if I need to need to make sure each and every one of my games that I play is worth two of the, of someone else's. It needs to be so high intensity, so high focus more, yeah. that I'm just learning so much more, and I've already
0: proven that. The fact that I'm at my level of play, with yeah, mate, that's what I say as well. People say, you know, I don't have many games and stuff. Well, that's what I say. It's like, well, I'm my goal, and this is actually just more of a mindset as well. Yeah, every one game I play, I will learn more from that game than three games of the average player. Right,
1: and if if, if we did that, right, then learn
0: more games, you could make
1: with a bit of more games you could make up for the difference that's right yeah but I've done both I've, I've played low in, a lot of my games were probably low intensity Got it. and so I've like played much so cocktail. it's the worst combo so I'm even then I looked at it and then I okay how can I flip this do the David Goggins flip Where well, how can I flip this in a positive way well fuck me getting to the LP I'm at right now considering my low intensity low amount of games played is impressive in itself mm. so what is what, what if in other David Goggins what if mm. what, what, what could I do if I up my games and up my intensity so that's kind of like again, this all spawned from the reflection. Mm. I never would if I didn't face this stuff.
0: Find out things what fucked up things are in your head. Yeah, just what fucked to, up
1: things are running in the background? Like just, yeah, it's like the, it's like the like in the computer, you know, like the um, task manager. Task manager, <laughs> like fucking delete this shit, dude.
0: <laughs> I'll say uh, one thing: I have started to slip up on is, is caring about the LP. Oh really? On my main account, I've actually been playing on my Smurf a lot. But, and this is my excuse, right? I,
1: I don't like this, Nathan. I this just, is my excuse. I'm learning
0: agree. new champs, right? Learning new play style. And and, and now I'm so like, because I didn't You're care in a hole. It, You're going to be uh, in a huge hole. Yeah, hole, I'm, I'm in a hole. That's what I'm saying. The <laughs> Bubba right now is fucking <laughs> running, running rampant right now, dude, okay? Because cause I didn't feed the. I had it unchecked. I was feeding in the, the not caring about LP in <laughs> yeah. the basement for a long time. Like the process and stuff, but like now it's like it's out of control. because the no. worst thing right now is I'm on the cusp of Challenger, right?
1: <laughs> Stop <laughs> thinking about it. I that. know, this oh is the problem. God, this is a
0: problem. Like I'm literally ranked fifty I'm dead on the fiftieth spot. I always see because I check
1: your over you always like you go below <laughs> the, on it and a little bit below. You always see it in and out. You're like you're going in and no, out. No, I'm fucked.
0: I'm completely fucked. So I'm trying to like <laughs> I'm just having all these excuses. I just gotta yeah, I'm all fucked. Right. Right now the bubble book is terrifying to me. Yeah. Um, no, so Nathan, I'm and you know it's
1: not going to get better until you play on your man. I know that's
0: right. I, I know that. The longer you play
1: on your smooth, you're actually in denial. I am.
0: Yeah, I'm in denial. That's what I'm saying. I'm. I'm, <laughs> I'm Like I, I'm. I'm. My season might be over. I might have had my my career peak <laughs> this season. Yeah. A couple of months ago, like when I when I was just killing it, I, I was killing like in the process. And the meta was box. like perfect and everything. As the well. meta, everything was yeah. aligning. Yeah, everything was realigned. And then it's just a shit show. So uh, we'll see how we go. I'll give everyone an update, but I feel like it's going to take me a couple of weeks. But the thing is, is like I'm playing, you know, I am in, you know, 100 LP miles from my smurf, right? It doesn't matter.
1: You know this. The quality oh, of the yeah, opponents are so different. But
0: I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm playing to these champ identities pretty well, but the quality of opponents Well, like, different. Because yeah. what
1: people don't understand, right, right now, it's the right way right. the ladder works is that it Challenger And I actually had this before. Someone said this in my Discord. So, the difference between my rank... So, I'm ranked 30 and rank 1 is 800 LP. 7, oh, 800 yeah. LP. The, so, think about that. That is the difference between gold 4 and diamond 4. Yeah. Between my rank and rank 1.
0: And you're doing it on hard mode.
1: And you're, already, and you're playing those games in hard mode, mm. right? In challenger games. So, you've got to put that in perspective. The bottom of challenger... And you the mean top Masters here? Yeah. No, I'm talking like just Challenger now. Just bottom of Challenger like to is a huge difference yeah, to the quality is. of the players. Yeah, It's massive, yeah. dude. And look, dude, this ties into one of the questions we both, We were going to talk about today was Tyler 1. You know, the whole Tyler 1 like he played how many games a day? Like, yeah,
0: he's like 28 games. Played like 28
1: that. games in a day? Yeah. And people say, but, but look, Tyler 1 got like
0: he's like the opposite of whatever we will talk about right. it's like how is he good at the game well right? he played
1: 28 games in a, d- a day We was streamed like a metric ton of hours he yeah. just grinds 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 grinds. doesn't review just grinds right? <laughs> and he yeah. got bottom of challenger yeah but I, wanted, I want to we, we need to go deep on this we because do. look I don't know how to phrase this in any other way and this is going to sound very elitist
0: and oh I hate no, sounding Curtis. like this god damn it Curtis
1: but bottom of challenger oh no in a region like NA, same as OS, I'm not saying NA is any different, same in any other of these lower regions, bottom of challenger in NA or bottom of challenger in OS, bottom of challenger in all these other regions, minus China and Korea, and I would say minus EU as well. If you get challenger in, in EU, that's a, that's definitely good. Um, is not that impressive. Like the level of play that I've said, se- we, we both, because we, again, we coach a lot of, high elo na and i mean i've seen the quality of the players at the bottom of na the level of play isn't high and look yes you're gonna say but it's all relative you know and i understand i don't know how else to articulate this
0: yeah so you think it's not that impressive of an achievement for Taiwan? you think that that's doable if you just play so the, the philosophy is You throw enough shit out of the wall Eventually it sticks That's right
1: I literally said that to someone Who asked me What are, you, what are your thoughts on this I said Throw enough, throw enough shit at a the wall And eventually some of it will stick But a few things we're going to keep in we count here One He's been playing the game For a very long time That's right Thousands upon thousands of games Yes He's a pretty good. Like he's he's definitely got the intensity, dude. He does have the intensity. He, has that he wants inten- to dominate. He, yeah, he does have that intensity. Yeah. He doesn't play like a bitch. He has no. that intensity. He, you know, he he what you call like a pretty those natural gamers. You know what mm. I mean? But also, he will be so beyond capped. I could I could bet any amount of money mm. that he could never no get top ten.
0: No, I agree.
1: I would bet any amount of money. Yeah, he would. He could never be a pro player. Yeah, no matter how. Even from now, like he, he would have ingrained so many bad habits that it doesn't matter how many he played. He would never, he could never get to a, like a, a very, very high level of play. Mm. He'll he'll cap out a low chall. Mm. That's it. Mm. You can get your low challenger, but you will not get high, any higher because you just get weirded out at that point. Because like, and then again, we know the difference between low challenger.
0: It's big. It's big. massive. One thousand LP. He'll never. I think it would never hit one K LP. impossible. Yeah.
1: And, you know, and that's fine. If his goal was to get challenged, he can he can go for that. But um, this also, it's like a word of warning. It's like, you know, those people that they like do something incredibly dangerous and get away with it.
0: Mm. Like, oh, I should do that as well. That's a good idea.
1: But it's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah.
0: like the, <laughs> He got results from it. Why can't I? You
1: know, so it's like, I, I don't like the message. Look, he's not even trying to send a message. No, he's no, just doing he's him, just doing, right? He's just doing him, yeah. But people will follow because he's right. a big role model yeah
0: he has like 30k views 40k views dude
1: i've seen people do this we've seen people do this and they're stuck in bronze
0: yeah their right? views of the game are so distorted it's like it's like what we talked about uh it was an episode the patrick episode where we said why we don't coach silver and bronze because yeah, your yeah your view of the
1: game can be beyond repair
0: it's beyond repair
1: yeah yep so look i wouldn't read too much into it some people it can work yeah, but it will only get you so far. Is what I'm going to say. Okay. Anything else before we move on? What um, we just spoke about. Try, by the way, you might need to try the reflection thing. I'm going to, and again, even if you're not in the Midland Academy, or even if you're not doing the challenge, you don't want to look okay, at us.
0: I do reflect on this. That's what I'm
1: saying. You do it automatically, but yeah. for the people who don't, I highly recommend it. I give it, give it a
0: crack. Self sabotage. Five
1: minutes. Now. Basically, I actually write down my reflections, pen and paper. I write down all of them.
0: That's a good idea. Notepad.
1: You don't have to do it like that. I left it very open ended. However, you want to do it, but it it, it it has given me. It has been very useful for me. I'm assuming it's going to be useful for some of you other guys out there, guys and girls. Sorry. So, um,
0: I guess my um, the what i will wrap up this segment on is um, what's in your going back to the Babadook yep. metaphor. What's in your basement? What do you need to stay on top of? For me, I'd say it's caring about the lp and um, i guess right now for me at least uh, for you maybe it's like denying
1: oh, no for me it's thinking i'm special
0: thinking you're special got it
1: it's i'm not i, I still have to stay on top of my intensity i have to do a warm-up i have to have my own toolkit like i can't just play and just like get to the goal i want to get to like i gotta i gotta get my shit into you. i gotta raise my intensity I'm not some special superhuman dude that can just jump on to a three block and then piss off and then, you know. <laughs> You're Coach Curtis. You know, the, 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 yeah, the, the, I can't do that. It can only get me so far. Yeah. So I've reached my cap. Yeah, I'm, I'm hard sucked, 850 LP, you know. Yeah. I, I need to go to the next level. In order to go to the next level, I need to take responsibility for my intensity. No one else is going to do it for me.
0: So that's the question. What's in your basement that you need to feed and not ignore and deny? What do you need to accept? What's haunting you?
1: The shit out there, man. Everyone's <laughs> like, again, we're gonna, we're just the biggest David Goggins fanboys. We are, aren't we? Ever, but like, I, I recall distinctly the uh, there's a him on the Joe Rogan podcast because I, li- I've re-listened to that podcast like a trillion times. Yeah, and he, he's talking about um, Joe Rogan was saying how he has ultra runners on. He's had a few ultra runners on his podcast, and and Joe Rogan was saying, but this girl, like, she had, he had a girl on that won an ultra race. Mm by like 20k, 20 mm. miles or something. And Joe Rogan was saying how, but he, she didn't have a demon. Like I couldn't I, I, I couldn't see the demon. And then Joe Rogan was like, but she's gone. And then David Rogan was like, yeah, she, he, she's gone. Everyone's got him. They just don't want to admit the shit, but they got him. <laughs> like everyone's got him. Everyone's got a demon. Dude. Yeah. Some people don't want
0: to admit, admit yeah. it, but everyone's got a demon. Yeah. Dude. And David Rogan's uses these demons to fuel him. That's right. That's the incredible thing about David Ogden's story
1: I oh by the way just before we move on the segment I did a little in-house workout uh what was this
0: because about quarantine COVID. yeah
1: time. I did a little workout yesterday yeah. yesterday like a body weight thing like a hit workout dude I, w- I had to go into the trenches dude to like those are uh, yeah.
0: those are brutal those burpees those brutal. things yeah
1: like I did one where it was 20 it was 20 burpees 20 push-ups. A minute plank and you just keep doing it it is brutal dude yeah i had to go deep 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 to like keep going pure pain highly recommend those hit workouts man
0: what's the hit stand for high in- high intensity interval training
1: i think all right so we've been i've had this requested a few times talking about the whole oceanic special with um king recently been promoted congratulations man props to him dude what a beast wow i mean it was inevitable right everyone kind of knew it was gonna happen
0: i mean his trajectory he's a great player there people are saying <clears throat> so the thing about cal Kel- i mean so we <clears throat> t- technically we started calvin's career is that what you'd say yeah, with the dials? internet cafe dude the internet cafe right
1: yep so i'm at the uh, mcnett mcnett
0: yeah <laughs> when's this 2013 20
1: but he wasn't old enough to play that's right 'Cause I've said this story before, just to recap for those who didn't miss over the episode, like basically we're at like an internet cafe tournament in Melbourne and we I like looked over and I saw this like little this little Asian kid and I was just looking at him uh, while we're waiting for like our next game and I was like looking at him and he was an eighty carry and like his movement was like insane. Like he was like His clicks. His clicks and like his micro was just fucking out of this world, dude. Like I I'd never seen anything like it. And then I'm like, who is this guy? And I looked at the name tag and I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. It was, I think at this time he's best, best AD. or something. Yeah. It was like, no, but it was like FPG, F Frostbite Gaming. Got it. Best AD or something. <laughs> yeah, right? According to the best AD, it was platinum. I think it was plat one at the time. Yeah. And he was, you know, pretty low rank at the time. And this is when we were at our peak, dude. This is when we we're like high challenger, like top 10, rank one type shit. And like, dude, I want to play with this guy as soon as he. Gets old enough because he wasn't old enough to play pro. Like he was what, 15? Yeah, he would have been 15. He was because he needed to be 16, right? Yeah. And when wait, so we waited for him to get 16. And as soon as he hit 16, no one knew of him. But boom, picked him up.
0: And then... So, I remember we... So, when we formed Dials, he was originally on our roster, but because he wasn't old enough to play in the tournaments, we had to get Chuffer. Right. Remember? He had to play for the, the Cyber Gamer yeah. thing. And also, it was PAX as well and stuff. He wasn't old enough to yeah, compete in the Riot. Yeah, we tried to ride, play him, but he couldn't. Yeah, yeah in the Riot Games yeah, yeah, tournaments. Yeah, yeah, but then, when he was old enough, Opel 2015 instantly got him. We finished second that, yeah, he was that first split, 2015. he was
1: man. And then he became... He got out of control then. Like, he just... He's a snowball effect. That's right. So he's an amazing player. So, um... Yeah, we already knew that Calvin eventually... Yeah, so
0: he's not an amateur... People are saying he's like an amateur character. Dude, he like, is an OG. <laughs> he's, a he's a veteran. He's been to how many he's Worlds playing, and MSIs? He's been
1: he's been to 20... He went to 2016, he's, didn't he?
0: 2016 or Didn't he,
1: so, Okay, so he played with Legacy. Were well, they lost But they never won. They always never lost the Chiefs, won. yeah. So he went to Worlds and MSI in 2017. He yeah, went to Worlds and MSI in 2018. 2018. with us.
0: He went to Worlds with in 2019. 2019. Didn't make MSI, yeah. And then he went overseas... And then played with Academy. seen uh, 9 Academy. C9. And
1: then in between, there. how many... Korean, he's been on so many Korean boot camps. it's out of this world. He's yeah. been in like... I mean, you could probably say at least 10 so Korean He's boot a games. very
0: developed player.
1: He's one of the most personally developed That He's been through everything. Yeah. He was in the gaming house from the age of like 16, 17, wasn't he? He went to the Legacy Gaming House yeah. at like 17.
0: 18, 19, yeah, yeah.
1: Dude, he is like one of the most coached 80 carries he's mm. had like lucio coach him, mm. who soul strikes um me coach him for two years he's had rich fantix and another amazing coach he's had three of the best oceanic coaches coach him hardcore for like four or five years mm. you know he's inc- it's incredible the amount of development that kid has had which actually kind of tie well i mean i didn't know where this conversation was going to go but i think this makes a lot of sense as to why we're seeing so many O's players,
0: O's ADCs. How in interesting is this! I was thinking before if you want to watch bot lane in the LCS right now, just go to OPL twenty seventeen. Yeah, OPL twenty seventeen. Yeah, FBI. So Raze was on. Uh, he's on Mortals now. He's on, but he was on Chiefs. Chiefs, yeah. Yep. In twenty seventeen, and then FBI was on Sin Gaming. Sin, um, and then and FBI now plays for Hundred Thieves. Yeah, and now he plays Hundred Thieves. And then uh, Lost was on Lost, Legacy.
1: Legacy, and he's TSM.
0: TSM, and then King and was with Diwals.
1: diwels and now. Yeah, we had, it was in twenty seventeen, OPL y- you know, so y- competitive. There
0: was a great there was a great um comment I saw on the thread. People saying how far ahead radio must have been. Yeah, radia. You know, wow. so so radio retired. So radio to give context
1: was his other OS eighty carry that was like a little bit before like the he w- he didn't play OPL really. He played like one split, didn't he? No,
0: 2015, two, 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 he, he, like he one won year. four times when when Chiefs won back to back to back to back four right. years. Right. No, so, two years, four splits.
1: So, he was the original best 80 carry in, in, in Oceania. And this was like far. a fucking
0: gap, dude. But it
1: was like the biggest skill gap you've probably ever seen in a, in a, in a region. In a region. You could yeah. possibly get. Yeah. Like, he was rank one, and no one was even close. Yeah. And it was so, the gap was so big, they literally called it the... Ra- if you versed him, you were terrified and it was called the radio effect.
0: The radio effect, if he was yeah. in your, if, you he was, if he was
1: on the enemy team, you played worse because you are just so scared. And if he was on your team, everyone played good because you feel so confident. You're like, holy shit, I have his, cor- his corky. Remember his corky?
0: No, he's Lucian. He's That's what I... That, that I just mean, remember his, cor- his Cogmore
1: as well. Like, he was just... Yeah, really you could play good. anything. Play everything. Jinx, his Jinx was really good. Um... And yeah, this guy was like insane. And I mean everyone said, I think Spawn said it really well. I think Spawn had been praised Radio for many times. Spawn said if if he played international, he would have Yeah, know, he was LCS he caliber. LCS by 100% by and back in the day. Easily LCS caliber. Yeah. you know what's interesting? The picking
0: both players was just that never you never, you'd never do that back. Nah, you'd never. you never. Know? But
1: you know what's interesting is that um he actually came back. He plays solo queue. here and there. Occasionally. He does. Like cuz he? he quit to be a stock trader. He like, trades stocks. He's yeah. like a, some he worked in New... Didn't he go to New York? New York? He worked at like a New York stock... I don't I actually... Don't I thought know. he actually went to New York or whatever. I think he's done a lot of things. Anyway, he... Um, I saw him in SoloQ like... Really? last year. It was like last, last year. year. Yeah, last year. I
0: don't and he was this...
1: like... He got... I think he was Master. Or... Yeah, I think it was Master tier. Hmm. So imagine that just casually picking up the game. Yeah. Just don't play it for like five years. Yeah. And then like come back and just get Master tier. Yeah. And he didn't play that many games. Like he could probably get challenger again if he really wanted to, just because mm. he's mechanically,
0: his approach to the game his as a well, mentality. He 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 was not like any other pro player.
1: No, I've never seen a pro player like that no. in my life.
0: He very. No, str- no,
1: the only one closest to him was Fudge. Yeah, Fudge okay. would be the closest mentality wise mm. to, to Radio because mm. Fudge hadn't. Fudge had a m- weird maturity. Not like from a personality standpoint, but an approach, a respect for the craft, and like mm. he, had a, he had, he had, he a, had a very serious approach to the role and his improvement. He had a very, very serious approach. And look, I'm, I'm, I'm always gonna pra- praise Fudge. I mean, Fantix for Fudge. I mean, I ch- yeah he did a great job. I think no one, no one talks about this. i'm no. pray- and Fantix is behind the scenes. Fantix made Fudge. Yeah. Fantix single-handedly, in my opinion, made you Fudge. You think so? I don't think, I think Fudge, he helped a lot. I don't, I don't think, think Fudge maybe. would have made it. He was He's here, pretty he good. He would have eventually, but he would no way have made
0: it when he did. He's the next up-and-coming kid. With with Fudge. In no solo queue. So Fantix
1: works now with FlyQuest Academy as their coach. And he personally coached Fudge for like a year, individually. He made him who he was, dude. Because Fantix was the only other coach at the time could coach individual. Yeah. He was the best individual coach yeah. at the time. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And he, he Fudge, him, him got along like really, really well. Bub buddies. Bub buddies. Because Fantix understood top lane really well. Yeah. Because he played, he played really Jacks good. and yeah. like all those champions. Yeah. So like he he taught him individually incredibly well. Yeah. And he instilled a mentality of the focus on the, the micro. So in my opinion, that's probably one of the most pure examples of individual coaching getting someone a pro. Mm. In Irish, anyway, mm-hmm. probably in other regions it might have happened, but um, look, okay, let's let's break down then why. why so we've got King now to C nine. Imagine that Zven. I never expected it. Zven, one of like what? Been semi final. He's been at semi finals or worlds, hasn't he? Uh, or- well, you know? he
0: was in the finals with MSI, Origin, right? Uh, was that? I
1: thought he. Oh, was Origin's I was MSI. I thought oh was yeah, worlds. I think
0: he has been as worlds as well. I thought That's was so, origin. So,
1: They've been semi-finals. I thought they. Yeah, so semi-finals, as well. worlds, worlds, and yeah. then
0: but also the finals of MSI. Right. So he's one of
1: the most experienced. Yeah, eighty carries. Eighty carries. I think about some random. Not random, but eighty carry from Oceania. Yeah. So let's let's go a little bit deeper. Yeah. What as, does this mean? What does this mean? Like how how is this possible? Because theoretically, this defies all laws of like... Because they would say bigger server means better players means... Look, no one actually... Like the people that theorize on Reddit, they don't actually know the amount of like what went in behind the scenes in 2017, 2018 in OPL. That was a very, two years. though, were very special years. We
0: were fucking trying. Everyone was trying hard.
1: I can't. I can't describe the, the intensity, the feeling mm. that the, the aura, the vibe, the competitiveness, the competitiveness was yeah. out of this world. Like, yeah. so to give a bit of context, so 2017 was the first year where every team in OS had like
0: gaming house. Gaming well, house. We had like the opportunity full time, and that was everyone's dream. Right? Everyone's
1: dream because we OS had no resources to yeah. like. Holy shit, everyone can like go gaming house like yeah. that in our, our mind that was insane
0: yeah
1: so i think what it was it was a it was a turning point where everyone was like wow this is like a real thing finally and we, we got
0: the world spotters and MSI we had the world spot and the msi thing that changed the whole thing that
1: changed the whole thing everyone was so motivated but yeah. we actually at the time because we had never had the gaming house i guess we we never knew how good we were that's right or bad we were in yeah. a way so yeah. it's like everyone had that youthful optimism it's mm. like Holy shit. And no shit. one was
0: doing it for any money. There was not really any no money No one still.
1: really was making money. No. It was purely like, okay. we're going to go in here and everyone wants to go to Worlds and MSI. Yeah. That is it. Yeah. Scrims were intense as fuck. Mm. Three, we're doing three scrim blocks a day, yeah. mainly. <laughs> yeah. Could everyone, no, everyone was playing solo queue after scrims every, every night. That's right. There was no even having to tell someone to play solo queue. They were just playing solo queue. Yeah. Every player at our team was trying to get like the top five slots. Mm. Um, We, every week was intense. Like, the competition was fierce.
0: Emotional breakdowns,
1: dude. Everyone was trying hard, yeah. as hard as you possibly could.
0: You you definitely knew that when we went to Riff Rivals. Remember Riff Rivals, with uh in Vietnam, right in Ho Chi Minh City. Yeah, you could tell that. That's when we we were we were all, We didn't win yeah. that, but yeah, Oce was really up.
1: trying. We actually took it very seriously, and like everyone was trying hard and. On top of that, there was a lot of investment. Many teams went to Korean bootcamps. We went Korean bootcamp at the start of 2017. We were the
0: first O's team to ever do a Korean bootcamp. I
1: think one team went in the middle. Didn't Chiefs go to Korea in the middle of the year? Legacy did as well. Two teams went, I think, in the middle. Three teams maybe even. I think Sin might even win or something. Um, There was the amount of investment. Those two years were just fierce. Mm. And I think that at the time, it's like... you. It's kind of like what if, that what if mentality. What what if we just do this? What what if we come in with the mentality that we can be a globally competitive team? Like, what would happen if we were to try? And I think in the process of trying, we...
0: We failed, obviously. We
1: failed, but the quality of the improvement with the players was far superior to any development you could get anywhere else because they were so hungry. Mm. We weren't, they weren't just getting a paycheck. Mm. They were... What, the, to give... A bit of context of the living situation as well. One of the rooms, there was three people sleeping <laughs> in one room. Yeah. We had two there was two single beds and one sleeping on the floor. <laughs>
0: yeah, that was destiny. Destiny, destiny was, on was, the floor. was sleeping on the yeah. floor. King and Chippy No, Chibis King and Chippy.
1: So was, think about that, that room, single room. Yeah. Think about that house. Yeah. 2017 house. Yeah, We had in one room, Destiny, now N A L C S. Yeah. Chippies, they they actually just just lost the collegiate finals today. So, yeah, and they came second. The team. Did you watch that? No, that was on this morning. They got oh. they lost three
0: one. Oh Jesus!
1: Um, and then King now play for C nine. The other room was Schoenfire Fire and Fantix. Mm-hmm. Fantix, one of the best players in O's history. Again, could have easily went international if you really wanted to. But then you know, coach won O's in twenty nineteen, and then also, uh. Now, coaches in FlyQuest Academy, in Na, Shern. Everyone knows Shern. His story, played in C Nine, all that sort of thing. Now, C Nine Academy, Team Liquid, Team Liquid, so on and so forth. Our analyst, Jack Kaiser, now the head analyst from TSM.
0: Been a fanatic, made it to Team Liquid semi final, the finals, MSI,
1: and then me and you. Yeah. <laughs> that one house that
0: one house that yeah.
1: every single person from that one house has gone on to do pretty remarkable stuff
0: everyone has a career in esports. everyone has a, yeah.
1: a well grounded career in league, in league of legends esports
0: which is hard to do that's pretty pretty interesting that's that's actually really interesting how isn't
1: interesting that? is that that one house and then
0: a lot of people from other teams as well international as think well.
1: about the other teams dude it, like again you look at all the ryan the fbi the lost everyone spooks all international coaches spooks, spooks international swiper. coaches Swiffer Swiper Choo Choo's majority of the OPL at that time has all gone on overseas to make a career mm. it's it, a remarkable st- and triple all of them <laughs> and so I think all the top players in 2017 all the top players in tw- basically have gone they've t- and have taken every bit of talent from us.
0: yeah even Spawn as well. Even Spawn.
1: Papa Smithy. <laughs> yeah. Even the casters. Yeah. Atlas. All the casters from O's. <laughs> so
0: you just think that O's just want it more? So than... we just
1: had... A, even the casters had a hunger. for about it. Because we had nothing. For, yeah. Papa Smithy and Atlas and... Um, they grinded. And what's the other dude? Uh, pastry Time. Pastry Time. They all gr- they all grinded. For dude. years. Spawn. They all grinded for years, making yeah. dick all money. So we had this hunger that was... You can't replicate that. No. Nah. And I think what happened over time with those, another now the problem is that the hunger's gone. Mm. Because it's like, well, what's the point? You know, like all the best players are gone. and like, Our league's really low level league, now. Yeah, because the, the, the up-and-coming talent just wasn't there yet.
0: Yeah.
1: And there's like a gap. There were some good players left, but they just lost their hunger. And then it just turned into like mediocre city, you know? And look, it's a shame. Because I think it if it was done sustainably... And they didn't just pick everyone in like one year. <laughs> like it probably could have worked in, yeah, in a weird maybe. way. It's like a feeder system. But they yeah. didn't you can't just take every single player from the yeah. From the entire like league and just like say, Okay. Okay. It's it's kinda of like the fishing thing. It's like commercial fishing. We're just gonna take everyone <laughs> like yeah. just dredge they, the ground. They can't, up.
0: The fish can't like mate with other no. fish and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: And um
0: yeah, that, that period of time it was just grinding. It dude. was, it was good. That was definitely the glory years of OST. And think about that. I remember
1: at the time I was making eight thousand dollars a year. Mm. Eight thousand dollars a year yeah. in 2017. Yeah. Didn't give a fuck,
0: dude. No. We're we just, just loving it, we, dude. we were having a lot of fun, dude. So Travelling much internationally. Fun.
1: International. It was just so much fun. That time, dude. And, and I think that is what now people say, okay, we've got all this O'S talent. It's kind of exhausted.
0: Yeah, because we put so much boot camps and I mean
1: the teams aren't doing the same amount of boot camps. No. The teams are. Yeah, the resources
0: have gone down. For the them.
1: resources have gone down. Gaming they're gone up. play online. Like it's they're so playing hard. online. You just can't. It's so hard to get that.
0: better when you play online.
1: So look, people who say all oh, these O's talent, they're not. No, dude, these are well trained, coached, and even yeah. the coaches were great. Yeah. Dude, a lot of them have gone overseas, and you know, they were good coaches. They understood the game so um it makes sense what does this
0: mean for NA what does it mean for NA the NA players you should, so this is what it means is that the players like why why for, so think about it, that's that's so many slots from NA resident players that are just like gone
1: like DeMonte I saw that DeMonte I saw he's going to content
0: content creation yeah
1: um yeah they just like go to streaming and shit just for fun gaming you know yeah
0: <laughs> God man, it's it's unbelievable. No, what I think it is as well, Nathan. Yeah. I think
1: okay, let's let, rather than just being a, you know, comment running commentary of what happened. Let's yeah. let's break down what does this mean?
0: That's what like asked.
1: How is, so how could we replicate this or 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 why what did O's have that and I didn't? Why was Na I not? Yeah, NA, why is Yeah. And, and, and
0: I had too much money. They were rewarded for no results.
1: So they were rewarded for yeah, no the output like their, That's their, one of the most
0: dangerous things. Get rewarded for no results, right? And it was just, uh, I saw one of the comments, you know, at the end of the day, what NA really was, was just a dick measuring contest to see who could spend more money on the better imports, right? right.
1: Bloody hell, man. Do you think the damage has been done or do you think they can turn it around?
0: Uh, well, again, it goes back to our philosophy, Curtis, is that you can't improve as a region unless you solo queue top tier. So yeah, you can fix you can fix it, but you'd have to change the whole Yeah. You'd have to f- rebuild solo queue by not screaming.
1: All right, so um that's that. So hopefully that answers the question as to why the imports are so good and why we probably won't see look, we m- you might get the odd O's import. Like I think there are like a handful, like three of them. At the moment, that could probably be imported quite easily over to, like... To Academy. Academy or something like that. But but outside of that, no. I, th- I think that, like, the, the talent pool is largely exhausted. And the mentality that a lot of the players have anymore is just... He's it's gone. just night and day. Yeah. Like, you just look at the solo queue now to what it used to be. It's just a different ball game. Mm. So, I wanted to talk about um the mid-jungle thing. Not mid-jungle, the jungle swap thing. So...
0: So there's been two jungle swaps. Is there?
1: There was uh, Fanatic.
0: Yeah, the Bwipo to jungle.
1: Right. There was what was the other one? There was another treats. Two... Was it? Tri- yeah. Was that uh, SK? Was it SK? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. There was another one, and yeah. I and I saw a funny tweet. It was a tweet from I Will Dominate, and look, I'm going to paraphrase here. It wasn't exact word by word, but it was something like, "I can't wait till Lee Sin something meta until when all the the junglers get exposed, and they realize how." not brain dead the the role is or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like how hard the role really yeah. is. And I just, I had a giggle because yeah. I think it's completely the opposite. Mm. And I think I Will Dominate is the perfect example of someone that's living in the past. Mm. And uh, again, the Babadook, it's kind of like the Babadook analogy. In yeah. Way. It's kind of like haunts him. Yeah. But he can't accept reality.
0: Yeah. That laners can't just come into the jungle.
1: I think we're going to see it a lot more I often. think
0: so as well. I think it... Because you're just at a disadvantage being a jungler. If you're only a jungler, you've only played jungle. Like I'm you're just done. You know, like, it, there's so many examples, like uh, Ambition, move into jungle, world champion. Pabu, right? Even Pabu. Pabu dude. from Oost, move into Pabu jungle. From like from top like, to
1: jungle, best jungler.
0: Best jungler in Oost, right? You played jungle for a little bit.
1: Challenges jungle with very like quickly a, a quick short period of time. Okay, there's just no, no competition. If
0: I went to jungle, if I went to lane, it would take me a, probably a year or multiple years to yeah. get to a challenge. Junglers can't go to oh, lanes, no. but
1: laners can easily go to jungle. And
0: that says something that about says the something. role. Yeah, and and all you know, all jungle is is it's game knowledge. Like it's not, it's just game knowledge, and you can pick that up and just learn that stuff. Yep. You know, and like and you have that extra element of understanding when a lane is fucked. You can punish. You can you, you, them.
1: Can un, you understand. So the, the way I view it is that. Imagine like there's like a campaign and the campaign represents all. And like along the way, there's like, say there's like five acts. The five acts in a way are like the five main jungle fundamentals that you need to learn. And then you've like, got, you've mastered the role. Yeah. Right. But the way I view it, that's what a jungle, when you learn jungle, say you're from the beginning, mm. you learn these five acts and that is it. Yeah. When you learn, if say you've learned another role. It's kind of like the five acts, but you get like an expansion pack and you have like these extra three little acts That's on right. the side <laughs> yeah. that someone who hasn't <laughs> downloaded that, yeah. that DLC.
0: Yeah. The, the person that just went bought straight up the jungle DLC, they, they can't, they, they actually can't. They unlock, just don't have access to they it. They don't have access. It's like, you know, when, like there's
1: it. like a, a starting area and like everyone like flexes their mounts and shit. Mm. Like the DLC mount, mm. like in PUBG when there was the, the, um, <laughs> the hoodie, you know, the hoodie. What was yeah. it called? I can't remember what it was called.
0: No, they would call them pre-order pre-order fag. <laughs> That's the same. Pumped in the the
1: stuff. Pump start pre-order bag, pre-order bags. <laughs> nonsense. And um, yeah, like you couldn't get that, right? It's Like this dude had like this hoodie. You just yeah. can't get. That's exact same what the way I interpret. Yeah, jungle. It's playing jungle or lane or learning jungle. You have the yep. and, th- and that extra knowledge is the lane stuff. That's right the lane stuff and there's a feeling to the lane stuff that is very different like threat and what it actually means like you can learn it to a certain extent but it's a different it's just a different thing yeah and um. so like I think we're going to see it more and, yeah, I, think and, so as and well. I think jungles are defensive and they're probably pissed off but yeah. like it's just the way that it yeah, is. a lot
0: of jungles are going to lose their jobs to landers moving there I mean you're just a better player I mean again I'm fundamentally I'm a really bad player at League of Legends because I only play jungle I only know a certain way to win games as jungle you know
1: well, it doesn't make you bad. It just means it's a, it's a you're at a disadvantage because you're very limited in your That's options. That's right. That's correct. Whereas like Pabu can win the game from a jungle perspective, many differing many ways. Different that ways. you can't win the game like that. No. It doesn't mean you can't climb, but it just means that you're very limited and you have to be very good at your thing. But he right. can actually just be average at like, or like 80% competence at like all these other things, mm. but he, just, he can just pick and choose which ones he needs to apply in each game. And it's such a big advantage. It is. So like, I I just think we're going to see that more. Do you think, what what are other roles? I think we're also going to see a lot of mid to support.
0: Yep, I mids, think, it's the same I think thing. mids
1: can support very well. Yeah, and we've already seen that. I think um I think it was hundred
0: thieves who he did that who yeah who he did that He had a pretty good results as a support. You know who else is gonna who did that? I guess Afra support. He was a divisional ADC player a really long time ago. Uh,
1: what was it called? His name was Bussio. He actually watched my content as a mid laner. He was yeah. a challenger mid laner in NA. And he was actually applying for 100 Thieves Academy. And then I think it was Academy or the amateur or their, whatever it was. And then he Papa Smithy spoke to him. And then Papa Smithy said, look, I think it's better off you actually. Like there's so much mid talent. But you've got a really good eye for the game, and like your your understanding of the game is really good. You should actually roll swap to support. Mm. And he roll swap to support, got challenged with support, and now he's like killing it as a support player. And there 100, you go, hundred thieves.
0: I don't. Have we ever seen a jungle have moved to a lane and then be successful? Have we ever seen a support move to lane and be successful? I don't think we ever have.
1: Well, again, I'm not really up-to-date with other regions, you know, so, like, yeah, I, I can't... I'm just trying to think about... I'm thinking, from O's, I'm thinking O's. from O's
0: perspective, like... no, Destin was originally a laner, he moved to support. Yeah,
1: Destin was an 80 carry, wasn't he? A jungler, no, miss. he was a jungler. Destin was a jungler, no,
0: he? No, uh, he was more mid-laner. No, was he? he was a mid-laner, yeah. Yeah, De- right. I remember he was a mid-laner.
1: Right. What about Rosie? What was he?
0: Yeah, he switched to lane. I wouldn't say he had a success. He doesn't care.
1: He didn't count. Yeah. So, look, I'm not going to rule it out. I'm not going to say it's impossible. It's Mm. definitely not impossible, Mm. but you're at a disadvantage. I agree. It'll be interesting to see in the future. or maybe what we even see is maybe we see people retiring into a certain position. (laughs) Maybe we see laners. Retiring. Like mid laners retire into a support role. Yeah. Potentially, because mm. they have the knowledge. They are mm. like, but they just can't keep up, like mm. micro wise mm. or something. I don't know. And they, but they want that leadership, so they just whip him into support. I, I don't know. That'd be an interesting concept to talk about. Imagine mm. if you had like this leader, mm. like a Bjergsen, and, just, and Bjergsen just didn't want to play. Mini. He's like burnt, but mm. he he has that competitive intensity still. Mm. Boom, chuck him into your support role. He, uh, I Bjergsen, Bjergsen could be a great could be an jungler, excellent as well. jungler and excellent support. Yeah that would be an interesting concept to talk about it would that would have been a better role swap than him from being to a coach his coach is more
0: impact in the game I, mean, I,
1: I think it would have been a smoother transition for him in a in a weird way as well like if he wanted to be a coach in the long run and that's something that I don't understand if you want to be a coach as a player you should milk the amount of years you are as a player i think the longer you can be a player the better
0: did you make more money
1: no just from a like just from a experience and maturity standpoint, oh, you want to like you want to just mature because I reckon playing is the best personal development. Like you're just in it and you're playing competitive environment, and you'd also get to be under more coaches and see what you do and mm. don't like. Like you would want to more experience, more yeah. experience. You want to be older when you were a coach. I think so. I think because only like coaching is going to go away. No. You can always be a coach when he's twenty eight or thirty. Doesn't matter. That's right. So I, yeah, I'm a bit. Again, I've said that many times on the podcast. I'm disappointed with his transition that early on, but. It is what it is um, and the last thing was there anything else there was one more thing about the double lift thing right we saw Oh,
0: uh, the ping um, yeah so you know watching that I originally thought all right. was it expressible
1: what, what, what all is right, it?
0: so so double lift is saying that the ping is the one of the biggest reasons why uh, North America struggles to compete internationally um, and then proposed a solution where they basically have a matchmaking, uh, so the the server you'll get uh, pinged like location based. Yeah, so let's say if six people are from LA, then the the server will go to LA, and your ping will be like ten. Because right, right now the, s- the servers are in Chicago, right? Right, and they all play from LA. And everyone, the whole esports scene in LA is on LA. Um, There's actually a really good point. Um, I saw on a Reddit thread today saying they have no sympathy because they had 6 years to figure out to move the whole LCS to Chicago but they didn't want to move there cuz LA's fancy and get more investor money and all that sort of stuff. Right. Does that make sense? Cuz if you're faci- you you worth more than All as an of your facilities could have easily just moved. Yeah, they could have figured that 6 years ago. So he has no sympathy, which is actually was a good point I think.
1: Yeah, but if you think about it, the size of Riot Games is it's a massive company. Yeah, you wouldn't know. Yeah. Surely like they could cater for it. I mean, I don't know how expensive. Well, yeah, it well, that,
0: that's, that's double his proposal, right? About that thing. So, right. um, and you know what? I was watching, I was like, you know, we've obviously had our takes like saying, you know, you can't, we think that you can't improve a region unless your solo queue's top tier. Um, and to get rid of the imports and that sort of stuff. And just accept your, just that, you know, just re, just build up, accept it over, de- over decades and stuff like that. Have more long term sustainability rather than all this money. Um, and I was like, all right, you know, Double if about you get your ping, and then and then we can maybe like maybe mm. that is a pretty big issue. Like what I was thinking is like, but I do agree. Yeah, I agree. I think it's big. It is big. So let's fix that, and then I think that all these other issues will still be around. You know what right. I mean? You don't? Th- yeah, I I, I, don't, I don't believe it to changes. be the problem. I
1: don't believe it to be the core problem either. But no. it is a big problem. It
0: is a big problem. And, and he convinced me he was like, okay, you, you got me. It's like, okay. Well, the, let's, like, let's, let's and for those of you who don't understand the importance of ping.
1: A little micro interaction that again is going to run out thousands of times within the game in every lane. Generally, I, I had this conversation in the coaching session this morning. Right, dodging a skill shot, right in lane. Let's say you're th- this specific example was Cassidy versus Akali. Right, it's a gold review, and uh, the, bi- the the reason lane positioning is so important is because, okay, let's just say, Akali, you can't dodge the Q. The Q goes through minions, right? And the wave was coming into the Kassadin. And I said to him, look, you want to avoid this Q. And he was standing inside the minion wave. So his default response was to walk back. In the process of walking backwards to avoid the Q damage, you were giving space and giving Akali more control over the lane. So you can't trade back. But if you were to stand outside the wave and make Akali make a choice between you and the minion wave, one or two things will happen. Akali, or three things can actually happen. One, Akali can just hit the minion wave in which you just trade damage onto the Akali. You get a very good trade. and Maybe she's too low to continue to get the wave in. Two... She chooses to not get the wave in. The wave stays where it is, and she attacks you, and you just trade trade damage, or she doesn't attack anything, because she's just too scared. She doesn't want to trade any damage. She doesn't have resources. Regardless, out of all those options, because you're standing outside the wave, it's not you're not playing co-op versus AI. You're not playing who just shoves the minion wave. You're not playing ping pong with the waves. You are not giving unnecessary pressure. You are not, um, and you're actually engaging, and. This exact scenario, let's imagine it's a skill shot this time. Let's imagine it's a, whatever, maybe like a Syndra. And let's say you're not confident in dodging the, the intuitively, because you've played a lot of these games on 60 ping and just you, you just don't feel comfortable dodging on 60 ping. So your default response is, you know what? I'm actually going to walk backwards instead of actually trying to contest and trust my judgment and not give pressure. So what happens is, Every time you walk backwards, instead of trying to contest, the likelihood of it being a co-op versus AI or no trade occurring increases. So when no trades happen... Over time. Over time, whether it's two every wave or three every two waves, whatever it is, there's more pots being conserved. The laning phases get extended. So if people are higher HP, less ganks occur because jungles are less incentivized to actually gank because people are higher HP. Which means there's less options. Which means there's just not as many things to do. Which means the games largely revolve around team fights and objectives only. There's less two v twos. There's less cr- weird resets and people not being on the map. There's just less chaos. Now, this is very important for solo queue because when there's less chaos, there is less opportunity to improve skirmishing. And so the games get very... Just, they're just low level. You look at Korean and Chinese solo queue. They're contesting all the time. So there's more fights, more yeah. chaos, which also impacts scrims, which yeah. also impacts in-game and your ability to skirmish
0: in on stage. And then he's, one of his points was that's why NA is a lot slower. I think well, I heard yeah. it from Sword Art. Uh, Sword Art interview was saying that, yeah, he, you, you do... you, you over time, you do less because you can't really make these plays as, as well. Yeah, you can't you make open. exactly
1: spot on. So games will be slower. So over
0: time. time, it starts to get in your play, and then like your 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 reaction time, everything's just slower. Everything's just slower over time. Yeah. It's like
1: a sl- It's like death by a thousand cuts. Yeah. Like slowly over time, you get weeded. Death by a thousand paper cuts. Yeah, you get, you get weeded out, weeded down. So so that's the way I interpret it, and I think that is a significant problem. I agree. So look, I think that he has a big point. Um A really good point. So, hopefully I do something about it for the sake of NA. But, Mm. like you said, I'm still not optimistic. My my, my
0: thing was like, okay, I'll stop talking about all my proposed solutions. You guys fix that and then we can talk.
1: Yeah. What a shit show, though, man.
0: Mm. It's a hot topic. Everyone loves to talk about this stuff. They do. What's the problem with NA? (laughs) There's like a meme saying, what's the problem with NA? And there's there's like... it's, like, a list of, like, 15 things.
1: <laughs> God damn
0: dude. I remember seeing it. It's, like, a laundry list.
1: Think about this. Think about how many issues we had with oaths mm-hmm. and we didn't really... Like, 2017, we just made it work.
0: Yeah, well, Curtis, we had the ping, dude. <laughs> we had the ping. We had good ping. Right? <laughs> That's why. That's why. <laughs> we just answered it. That's why all our Eddie carries. The most mechanical role in the game are over in NA because we oh, played on oh, 10 But ping. I think
1: about all the other issues that we had to deal with. Like, we had different monitors in home versus on stage.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one
1: of our players was playing on a fucking TV, dude.
0: You <laughs> <laughs> <Line screen. laughs> <Moderna. laughs> should have
1: seen one of the monitors, one of yeah. our players, because we didn't have enough money to buy at the time i think monitors also.
0: no i think our sponsor lg only gave us those ones and we had to use lg monitoring. yeah no, no
1: yeah sorry sorry we we're sponsored by lg so we got certain monitors that yeah. they wanted us to like show us playing on them yeah. and one of them was like this like a wide this screen huge cur- no, no it was a huge <laughs> curved one right like it would look like a i, I don't know spaceship, a spaceship man. dude it was, yeah. like, this huge curved thing and he he, he like <laughs> Did a window? and It's like this little window inside this huge, like t- it's like a movie screen, like an IMAX theater. <laughs> yeah, and and it wasn't even one one forty four hertz. No. It was sixty sixty, 60 hertz, hertz. Yeah, and then on stage was like this one forty four, one forty four, completely different monitor. Yeah, so like the whole setup was different, and he complained like <laughs> he just couldn't change it. The sun? Oh, you yeah, had like sun beam. We had to have in. the
0: the cushions and the. On the windows and stuff oh, is a, a, a pretty this, like. Think about setup. the
1: setup that we had compared to the, the, yeah. the orgs nowadays, mm. like you have like this amazing setup. facilities
0: and. We've had our fair share, guys. That's why we're we're, we're east. We've, we've had our we've done the runs in esports, okay.
1: And we've had like those internet cafes in Korea, dude. That was mm. so fun, though. Mm. We're gonna do it, so we we, we are in ne- like I get asked all the time. We're inevitably gonna do a boot camp.
0: I can't wait.
1: In Korea, we we are. We yeah. are.
0: We're gonna do it. I can't wait, dude. We're gonna do it as Bro- soon as we can. Broken by concept from Korea. Yeah,
1: we'll do. We'll, yeah, we'll just do the whole thing. We're, I think we'll just go over and we'll just do your soul two, and I'll do my Midland Academy from Korea. That's right. That's fine. And just hire a PC. Would you? We reckon just get a PC and like in like an Airbnb, or would you? Would you do it? Because doing soul two or Midland Academy coaching from a computer at a PC bank is gonna be pretty.
0: No, I'll just. Yeah, yeah. So I'll have, have to hire a the setup. You would yeah.
1: have to. I would have to buy a PC. Or it's hire it's, it's a PC. like what
0: we did in our first boot camp. Just one of those hotel setup things. Right from those Korean boot camp companies. We'd get
1: sold to maybe sold to people in Midland Academy people who want to do a boot camp. We could all oh go God. over. Yeah,
0: that would be amazing.
1: How cool would that be? I've had I've because I've had a few people interested. Like if we're going to do a boot camp, they would get they
0: would be down to do it. That's great. That'd be cool. That would actually be pretty fun, man. It'd be like a real life community Interesting. thing. Interesting. That's actually interesting. That could be like an event. A yeah, like an actual boot camp. Yeah. Legit boot camp.
1: Huh. Something we want to think about. Yeah. Well, obviously, in Europe, we got to do a Europe one and A1 yeah. yeah. at some point as well. This COVID's
0: kicking our ass right now. Yeah, we'll give it a couple of years. We'll then see. We'll how
1: get we go. there. I reckon it
0: will only be another year, dude. Yeah, I agree. I agree. One more year. The whole vaccine and thing. Alright, do you want to move on to the mailbag? Alright, let's jump into Nathan's mailbag. Mail jingle 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 song. Alright, so first question here is from All right. Manuel. Manuel. Hi, my name is Mastro Splinter. I'm a lass player. I've I've heard his name before. I think he was used to be on my old Discord. First of all, I wanted to thank you guys for your content. It has helped me a lot through my journey. It is amazing to see how much more professional the show and the discussions became. Congrats. Apparently our first discussions were just amateur. Amateur level. That's all right. I started (laughs) playing the game in season five. Season six, I even reached Diamond. The next seasons, I played a lot less, took a break during season nine, and returned by season 10. During season 10, I played mainly mid lane and found Curtis's channel. Um... I love learning and have always enjoyed studying game in depth. I describe myself as a natural competitor and I'm used to looking for high efficiency and optimization in many aspects of my life, including gaming. Good mindset, good approach. Get into the details. Optimization. We love that here at the Broker by Concept Podcast. Watching your content, both Curtis and Nathan's and the BBC podcast motivated me to take my LOL experience to the next level by the start of pre-season 11. I decided to stop queuing up for mid because half the time I ended up getting secondary role or autofill. I picked my jungle champion pool of three champs, tried sticking with a schedule like three blocks of games, playing only with full intensity and when I had the time to prepare. I started reviewing pretty much all of my games and created a spreadsheet where I would take notes. I was surprised by how consistently I could take over games. By playing jungle, I felt like I could make a lot of use of the big amounts of game knowledge I have. Playing the map and making informed decisions. The game just felt much more fun when I could impact the whole map and take advantage of enemies' mistakes. While playing mid, I found it difficult to translate my leads as Oriana into a win and felt like I relied on my jungler not being incompetent. Being the jungler makes your shot calling during the game more impactful. TRDR, I finished Season 10 in Platinum 3, and four months into Season 11, I reached Master. I had been getting a little bit lazier with my process. I'm not taking notes as I used to, but still review a lot of my games, especially the ones I'm not sure what went wrong and the ones I'm quite sure what put me ahead. The biggest aspect I had to focus on was my mental. I learned to trust the process to put my attention into detail and understand that sometimes for me to win this game, I have to play 100% perfect. And despite playing an amazing game, one mistake can cost me the game. I've been mean consistently getting S and many games. I don't even die once. Here's my question slash theory. Do you climb in bursts of win streaks or slowly and consistently by getting something like five wins, four losses a day results? In my experience, I usually climb by getting seven to 10 win game uh, win streaks where my confidence and intensity are just through the roof and have a stabilization phase where I win and lose kind of equally 40%, 60%, 40 to 60% win loss i feel i can only push my limits during these high confident phases and do the hard work during the stabilization one how is it in your experience i wanted to thank you guys for the content i never expected to climb this fast and i'm sure i wouldn't have made it without your support thanks again so how do you climb the interest that's an interesting question do you climb from bursts yeah so like the stabilization he i guess he talks about in the terms of the five wins four losses right I would say I, you do climb in bursts where you just fucking popping off, got the confidence. But were you popping off in that five wins, four losses anyway? Just things aligned a little bit more?
1: The way I view it, from, How do you view for it? me anyway, like it's about, I get, usually for me, it's like two wins, one loss. And then another two wins, one loss. That's
0: a climb. That's a significant yeah. climb. Yeah, that's
1: that's in my my usually for my climb it's very slow. You don't get
0: yeah. Mine, my, actually, yeah. Overall, mine was slow, but I had short you can bursts. get those
1: you can get those bursts lower. Yeah, elo. you just don't get them at this elo anymore.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Like I,
1: I, I can't recall a time where I've been like, holy shit, I've won like this many games, and I feel super confident, like no it's like so you're talking about slow... like high elo, like challenger like you yeah, to totally like, yeah. just don't like it's just usually unless unless obviously i've dropped a lot the only time where i go through a burst is when i've already i've lost a lot due to like a loss of confidence so like i'll drop and i'll lose like 12 in a row mm. and then i'll win like 10 in a row because i'm just getting back to my level of, back play. To level
0: of play yeah but
1: go when i it. win a lot it's just it's, i'm actually just playing a, i'm in a level that's lower than my level of play Okay. So that's for me. Yeah,
0: I'd say overall it is. Again, my climb this year was very slow. I never gained. Yeah, but that's because I did a three block process, right? Yeah. So it could it could actually couldn't be fast. No. But that's great because it actually couldn't be low, like a big yep. loss in confidence going me down too. as well. For like, me, I've
1: just been like, right now, I, I, I'll i go through, I go through like a day where I go one win, two losses, one win, two losses. I've actually dropped quite a bit. Yeah. And then I'll make it up with a, one loss, two wins, one loss, two and wins. The and zero then I'm one. just like, Oh, then I'm just like I very rarely get a three-zero, block. If I do, that's like holy shit. That's yeah, it's insane. But but like um yeah yeah, I'm just like at this rank, and I'm just that's the way it is. And if I climb, I'll just get a few to be gradual. It'll be very gradual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very gradual. For me.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, if you think about it, if you're playing at your level of play. You really shouldn't be going to massive win streaks. That doesn't make sense. If you're it?
1: relying on like a boost of confidence to climb, then you just—it's not. You're, that means you're actually going to have times where, likely, where you have low confidence, confidence and you're going right. to lose a lot. That's right. And that's so I happens. wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't you, think there's a good. You sign. can't rely on that. No. Uh, yes, you can get away with it, but it's just a waste of time. You're just going up and down. Um. So yeah
0: as you said, com- high confidence yeah, he's killing is it. He's doing
1: it. I mean, he sounds like he's got a great process. It seems yeah. like you don't need to do anything special. I mean, you're killing it.
0: That's the key thing. You don't have to do anything no. special.
1: And But again, we say these things, Nathan, that are so ingrained. And we say them like they're just like very simple to understand concepts. but like They're very hard to they're really, very hard. really internalize. <laughs> they're really hard to. Because everyone says that. That's what Steve said. It's like, I get what I need to do, but I can't internalize it. Mm. And I don't know how, how to yeah, get... Yeah,
0: I, I struggle to get across in my coaching how? sessions. Uh, the vision game. The, the Right. Because I understand the power of what the enemy team's vision looks like when I sweep and control it and you can't fucking walk in here at all. I'll just pick you, right? But that's really hard. To, I find that's one of the hardest things for me to get yeah, across. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> the vision game is so... Because it, it, it's it's foreign. It doesn't make, cause it doesn't make sense until it you doesn't felt make, it. Yeah. You've got to feel it. It's very that's fucking different. why you got
1: to blindly follow it. I, 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 I did a coaching session uh, today... And it was a Sinjar versus Yasuo. And like, he just slowly lost, right? And it didn't matter about the lot. I didn't really care. But I, was, I remember I was thinking in my mind, okay, if I was in this game, what would it look like? Because like, like, this is what, for him, it was a 30% loss. With his level of play, there's no way he could win this game. But I'm like, okay, just as I was, I, mean, I, was like, I think I was walking here. And I, th- I was thinking to myself, how would I have won that game? And like, I, I, it always like makes me, it gets me excited to think, okay, if I took this really good trade, I would have dragged the enemy jungler here, would have wasted their time, which would have relieved pressure on the side lanes. Oh. Then the side lanes play out differently. And then my I jungler, love that you situation. Yeah. So the then my,
0: drag and the map movements, dragging yeah, so around the map. Yeah, you
1: change the whole the pace fe- of the game. The whole pace of the game is different.
0: Yeah. But you didn't get any kills? No, no I got no CS, kills, nothing. But my jungle's just movement. in a better position
1: then. Yeah. has more, yeah. maybe like doesn't get punished for inefficient clear, gets a gank off that he wouldn't have got, didn't get counter gank for that gank that was actually a bad gank, but got away with it. My side lanes were overextended, but didn't get punished because I'm dragging the, the enemy jungler here. Mm. Like just little things. The game is different. And it until different. you understand the missed opportunities, mm. that is what gives me my confidence yeah, a lot of the time. Yeah,
0: it's like, that's why you could play in low elo and you're so just chill, you're, Yeah. It's, it's so easy. I don't care
1: because it's like, I know that, yes, it's not, I'm not going to, when you smurf when a player smurfs it's not what you think it is yeah it's I not like you're kill. running and killing everyone no, no I'm not killing everyone I can't do something that's my champion can't do yeah, you can't
0: just run in and just kill something no just run away. it's
1: all small wins yeah small wins small wins small wins So that Which changes the game wins. yeah into big wins and I think that like I've we've I mean I've internalized that in, in even my higher reload games is like I know. This is why we know the significance, and why we do the end review. We know the significance of that one mistake say, because you're just in a different right. reality straight yeah. away. Yeah, and that that the understanding that is so important.
0: What happens if I come mid-curt? Let's say you place... Uh, what's the perspective of a mid-laner? Mm. You have a control in inventory. I see you like move and like you, you place a control and I clear it in like the next 10, 15 seconds. Is that f- really annoying? Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah, it's really stuff annoying. like that. Like, yeah, like, it pisses me off. I, 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 like, win, I feel like I win the game when I do that, dude. Because yeah, I know like the amount lane. of pressure, yeah, you're fucking on Depends on there.
1: your jungler, but like certain junglers, like if I'm... oh, like I have nightmares when I'm versing like, a Nunu and a Nunu sweeps... I'm just so fucked. <laughs> you are. Like, I just can't play the game. You
0: he doesn't have to gank you. Or like a Zin Zhao,
1: same thing. Yeah. Or Zin Zhao just sweeps the river. Yeah. And I don't have a side to lean onto. I just have to give all pressure. Yeah. I'm useless. I'm useless. Yeah. And if I give all pressure, I can't take good trades and it's just... can't do anything. There's some games as a mid laner, it's actually completely out of your control.
0: I know it is. That's why I love Jung Because I, I know how to shut down a, a mid laner. It's true. All right. Um... Next question here is from Lucas. The title of this email is called Learning Mid Through Top. Hi, guys. Love your show. Been here since the beginning despite not playing ranked. I don't like playing alone. And since most of my friends are Diamond Plus with high normal win rate, sorry, high normal MMR, we play versus very good people with a lot of Master Plus ranks. And I feel like these normals are really valuable for improving because I can see good results in my gameplay. Also been Diamond before Uni kicked in a few years ago. Since one of my friend mains mid, I started playing a lot of top lane. Before I go into that, I just want to... That that could actually be very dangerous because what happens now, you play those normal games. It's actually a good thing in theory. But you will think you're better than you are when you're playing your ranked games yeah. and then you'll get into a huge hole. <laughs>
1: you know how many times i played a normal game on like I, like, I, I, like, I casually I'll play like a normal game with someone on like my main account and I'm just like dicking around. Like mm. I'm playing like, a secondary... I'm playing a gem I've never played before or, like, a different role, I'm a like, I'm beating Coach Curtis. Yeah, and they're like... They're, like, flame... They're, like, subtly this guy's the shit. yeah he's It's like, the... are you challenger? Like, yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I'm, like, here playing with my dick, flopping my dick on the <laughs> keyboard here. How? What do you mean? Like, I'm not... This is a normal game. Yeah. I'm playing for fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm probably, I'm alt-tabbing, listening to music and shit. I'm not even, literally barely playing League of Legends.
0: And then you, let's say you beat that player. And this player, guy's getting
1: all this confidence. He's like, getting all non- What are you talking about? Yeah. The, the, the lane is not played like this. If I wanted to, I can make you zero CS by 15 minutes. But it's like, it, the, the, you get false confidence, you know, versus a master team. Player. It just doesn't matter. So, like, that's just, like, when I hear that, it's a recipe of disaster. It's it's
0: actually such a recipe of disaster. Like, holy shit.
1: Yeah, it's not good. Like, you shouldn't even... It's like, the way I view that is, like, negligible. Mm. N.A. Not applicable. Zero.
0: Yeah so does the rest of this question even count
1: like what's the what's, what's the question since
0: one of my friends uh, mains mid i started playing a lot of top lane. but playing ari top i really have to push the limits of my champ to make this work <laughs> and actually make my mid performance become better through that additionally two months ago i started playing yone top and for like 70 games it was a catastrophe with a lot of ints but after that it became better last days were pretty rough again but confidence has to be destroyed when it's too high i guess same principle with Ari. I've seen that my mid Yone became super good by learning him top. Curtis, do you think this is a val- this could be a valid strategy to learn mid lane, a mid lane champ?
1: I think there are certain champions that you can actually learn like you can. In top. Yeah. Or like look, I'm not gonna say you 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 can get you get very specific about the skill set you're learning. Like you're not gonna learn all of the you're not going to learn the matchups. You're not going to learn how to pop properly manage the waves. You're not going to learn how to, you know, just like a lot of mid jungle 2v2 stuff, but you are going to learn a lot about like maybe the trading patterns. You're going to learn a little bit about what, what feels good. What doesn't feel good. You're going to know power spikes. You are going to learn the crux of the champion. Um, I think, but only certain champions can do this. Like your own a top can work. Um, like Aurelia top, uh Yasuo top, um, like Vlad, I guess, maybe even Rise. Like there's certain champions you can, but there's a lot that you can't. So very you have to be very like Ari top? It's not no. even worth do you think it's just no Just, just, let me just don't. It. Yeah. Just don't even try overcomplicating the shit. it probably yeah, actually make you get worse at the champion actually. Yeah. Certain ones. Because the
0: game's just different. The long yeah. lane's too long. Or yeah, you'll get a
1: incorrect me. view of the champ's identity, hmm. you know? So yeah, I mean that that, that email is a bit of a no, I mess. Mean, it's,
0: I mean, it's end of review that first. It's an end of review, too. yeah. It's
1: an end of review. The first paragraph,
0: unfortunately. Um, next question here is reviewing as an experienced silver player. Okay. Hi Curtis and Nathan, long time fan of the podcast and your YouTube content. You guys do so much good work for the game and the community. It's insane. Before I ask my question, a short backstory. I've played League for a couple of years now, but I didn't really start taking the game seriously until spring 2020 when I started playing Ranked for Real. I climbed from Iron 3 to Bronze 2 over the majority of Season 10, not really finding my role until late in 2020 when I settled on AD Carry as the role I truly want to pursue and master, peaking in Silver 4. Wait, one before you continue on, I'm actually doing a video
1: uh, on Bronze and Silver. Really? Yep. Oh my god! It's 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 pretty about? much done. We're yeah. probably going to record it tomorrow. Yeah, it's all about advice for bronze and silver people to climb to gold because I haven't done any of this before. And yeah,
0: and your, your content is more catered to high, elo that's gold right, plus, and this is the first. Yep, credit.
1: and this is the first video. It's directly, to, uh, dude. It is fascinating. Mm. Bronze and silver is a different ball game. Okay, advice that I've never given in any of my other videos. Guys, is
0: like a sneak peek preview.
1: No, I'm just saying like, for those of you who are watching this and whenever I hear this, like, look, I'm, I'm not going to say, spoil. What, spoil it, but it's coming out and hopefully in the next day or two, hopefully, and that will, um, it'll help, it'll be, it'll change be your world. Yeah, it'll be big.
0: Um. So, uh, since preseason and season 11, however, I have hard plateaued in silver four, currently sitting at 516 games for the season and I've not climbed at all. My question is this, in the past BBC episodes, I know that you have recommended not spending the time to review at such a low elo, but do you think it would be beneficial for someone who has really not gotten out of the lower ranks by just playing to try and get into the review of my games? He'd sort of just try something different because whatever he's doing is not working. If not, are there any other more effective ways ways of spending my allocated league time besides just playing more games? Thank you.
1: Let me take over this one. Okay, good. I've done s- a lot of thought and your research. I've done a lot of research. have been in the lab. I've t- yeah, I've been talking at Bronze and Silver.
0: Yeah. Team. Done your research. Yeah.
1: So there's only one reason you should be reviewing in Silver. Okay. I found that certain Silver players, one of them actually, had success reviewing not because they learnt things but because they actually refreshed it was like a refresher it was like a mentality it's like a it's like refreshing my mentality before heading into the next game type thing and it actually increased their seriousness so a lot of people that are in silver and this is going to sound terrible but they don't actually want to improve Mm. they're there because they're playing for fun
0: Mm.
1: right and um so one of them said look me reviewing it increased my intensity it actually like increased my seriousness in which i was taking the game
0: got it so actually helped them have more serious process yeah wanted to improve that you want
1: to improve yeah so look you reviewing your game i mean look i'm going to get into this in my video but the the reason you are stuck at silver four over that many games is not to do with your gameplay it is to do with either your view of the game all your champions. What I've noticed, without fail, is i want to give a few, a few little tips here. I'm assuming you've played. You've said I've played. You've played a lot of roles and a lot of champions and all that shit. You play one champ in one role. You're getting a secondary. Play one champ in that role. One. Please be an easy champion as well. I had one that tried to climb through silver with Zoe. Couldn't do oh it. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and, and if you tell me, I love yeah. a champion this much, and I'm not willing to... You don't actually want to improve. You don't
0: actually... Yeah, that's true. You do
1: it. not yeah. have the dedication required yeah. to improve the game.
0: Yeah. It's a cop-out. It's a
1: cop-out. Mm. You don't actually take the game seriously. This is that. Second thing, you don't have a respect for the game. There's actually a, a lot of people that are stuck in silver because they don't realize how hard the game is. Got it. League, I think it's just
0: because you're playing League. It's like, oh, it's a game. It's like, a game. It's, I was playing, you know? You know,
1: League is not COD. League is not Fortnite. You can't go on for an hour, mm. dick around, and then leave and then learn. Yeah. That's not the way League of Legends is, no. unfortunately. It's not mm. it's not Doom, the game I've been playing. It's not it's not, you can't just jump on, play for fun with a beer, and then get off. No. It's a serious game. If mm. you wanna if you genuinely climb to gold, it is a seri- it's a hard ass game mm. and it requires discipline mm. and a process. Mm. So the, the actual respect for the process and respect for the game is missing with a lot of these players. That,
0: that, yeah, I mean, I, I always think that that's in general. That's what that's yep. the problem with League is that people people get so angry about not climbing their teammates because they actually have no respect for their no own respect, process. No. They have no respect for the game. They actually do the game. It's like, it's like because it's a game, they deserve something.
1: Yep, because you can do that in every other game. You can yeah. do that in COD, yeah. Fortnite, whatever you want to do. It's not the case no. with League of Legends. It's a different game. Um, and the other thing as well is um, please do not force plays. The loser's game versus winner's game. Do less. Do less. Plays will come to you. I guarantee you. All you got to do, farm, play off your power spikes, play, take trades or take fights that are good for your champion, take good resets, Place your ward down and wait for the enemy to fuck up.
0: I saw a comment saying they found it so fascinating what you said about your flash, the way you use flash. You use it more, way more defensively than them proactively, and some guy was blown away by that. He was like, "Holy shit, that's so interesting, it's so simple as but well." That's so so crazy how that that blows people away I know. so much.
1: It's a de- it's a defensive, it's an escape tool, dude. Yeah, just don't use it aggressively. Stop <laughs> unbind it if you have to. Dude. Stop. Yeah. I don't care if you miss opportunities. Just mm. don't give them opportunities.
0: Mm. That's what flashing forward into Doing does.
1: nothing in many scenarios is going to win you the game. Mm. Until you internalize that, you're just not going anywhere. No. So I guarantee you if I watch this guy's game, I'm not no offense, this is not a personal thing, it's just what I've seen. Again, it's one of those things. I could I could lay a lot of money on it. It is one of those things.
0: Yep. Yep. Super I simple. Agree. So, so well, everyone look forward to Curtis's video. Yeah, the
1: video, my bronze and silver video. And I'm redoing my thumbnails completely. So it's gonna be it's a it's a huge event.
0: This is a big event. It for is for the Coach Curtis YouTube channel. It is. Dude, when are you getting your hundred K thing? I don't know. They you ask an email? Me. No, but they have my they have my address. So they, yeah, No, they're... but they should tell you it's on its way or something. I haven't got anything. Maybe they wait for a little bit to make sure it's like you really got a hundred K. Maybe. So it's like people you could like maybe botted it or something. You right, know? that's true. Probably
1: verify it. Um yeah, but I'm changing my thumbnails completely. Oh my God, I, had this, I had this creative idea. Oh, Jesus, Curtis. It's, it's unique. So I wanted something that was completely different to any other league yeah. thumbnail, yeah. but professional yeah. and like something that's super consistent. Yeah. it's it's. I'd love to get your thoughts on it, guys, after. But yeah, anyway, that video will come out. Hopefully that puts you on the right path.
0: Well, I think that wraps up episode number 52 of BBC. Mm-hmm. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. You can send us an email to the next Nathan's mailbag. Yep. Or Curtis mocks me. <laughs> Broken by concept show at gmail.com if you want us to answer your questions, solve your problems.
1: Yep. My problem solvers the firemen. Put out fires.
0: Put out fires. In this case we we put your the bubble in the basement in the basement. In the basement for you. Hopefully. Yeah.
1: Or we gave you the instruction manual to 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 the, how to put the bubble in the basement for dummies.
0: Yes great I like it love it
1: maybe that's maybe that's what we should call the title of the video what people are like what the what is that
0: it could be a good title Curtis that's clickbait 101 that is
1: clickbait 101
0: enjoy guys keep on improving ranked we'll see you in the next BBC episode